This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. 103.9 WRVI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Now broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza, here is your host, Bryce Kendrick. Oh my! That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious pollockfish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, free delivery and caring for their customers' needs has been their way of business for over 30 years. It's not something new and will always be what George's family values, you and your family. It's easy to switch. Go to georgespharmacy.com and request your transfer or call any of their 10 George's locations. We are here for you. Free delivery before, now, and always. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Is your business network equipped to handle 2022? Get fast, reliable internet now with speeds up to one gig. From small storefronts to large enterprise, schools, and healthcare, Great Plains Communications scalable technology solutions are ready to fit your needs. With local teams backed by over a century of experience, local service with a global connection. Contact us today at 833-341-2324 or gpcom.com. Speeds and availability may vary by location. Oh my! That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious pollockfish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. Thank you very much, John Heil, and uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Ison's Family Pizza in uh, Batesville for another edition of Coach's Corner. Of course, we'd like to thank our great uh, folks here at Eisen's Family Pizza for being such wonderful hosts, along with Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. I'm Bryce Kendrick, and we are going to be talking with some regional, talking about some regional championship basketball today with the Jacksonville Eagles. We have Coach Clint Bowman here with us today, along with Wyatt Day, Caleb Simon, and Justin Swinney, the same cast of characters we had one week ago. And, uh, you know, if uh, good fortune smiles on everybody, we might do it again we might do it again uh, on uh, next Monday. You can't hear me at all. 
Well, that's not good. Um, pull one off. There you go. Same thing there, okay? All right. So uh, as we uh, get the show going here today, guys, before we talk about basketball, Justin, about the uh, first of all, tell me about the experience of just being up in Martinsville and being in the John Wooden Gymnasium. Uh, it was great to experience just to be up there and see that big gym and play with the guys there. It was just a great feeling. Caleb, what about you? Uh, seeing all the crowd there, that was pretty impressive. I think that's all Osgood. Um, <laughs> but being with this team, it makes it special. So. You certainly outnumber the fans there, I think, 10 to 1. And, uh, Wyatt, were you able to catch the different phrases that were in the gym from Coach Wooden? Did you see those in the corner by any chance? That was kind of a special thing. That, that's just recently been put in there by the folks at Martinsville. Did you see those? No, I didn't see that, but I knew it was his court or whatever, and we knew it was going to be big. And when we seen it was Wooden's court and how big of a name he is or how many championships he's won, we knew it was going to be a big house, and we're glad that we filled the stands with the people that we had. No question. It was a huge crowd there for Jacksonville. It was our pleasure to be there. And Coach Bowman, uh, the atmosphere was just absolutely electric. Yeah, it was a pretty neat atmosphere. You know, Bloomfield, uh, they uh, they had a big crowd, too. And, um, you know, they have a lot of uh, history with their basketball program. So, um, you know, to have a, a big crowd like that that was going back and forth, especially early in that game, you know, we'd score and the one side would go crazy, and then they'd score and it would, the same thing on the other side. So, um, really neat atmosphere, uh, um, really neat gym, and, and uh, just a, a great experience. And, and uh, we're really happy we get to do it again in another iconic gym this Saturday. Yeah, well, and you don't have to travel nearly as far. That was a, that was a bit of a piece to get there, wasn't it, Coach? Yeah, we, we, we went over on Thursday night, and uh, it's a practice, and there's just no good way to get over there. So we t- I think I took three or four different routes uh, <laughs> uh, between the two trips, and, and uh, you know, it's it, it was worth the drive, and and uh, it's neat to play in bigger gyms like that. We played in a few this this season, early right. in the se- early in the year. But um, you know, there's that regional crowd was pretty special. And uh, well, let's go ahead and let's get into the first game. Uh, you took on Bloomfield. It was number ten versus. Oh wait, before we get before we go any further, uh, we have to talk a little bit about the fire that was not not that you guys didn't have any fire heading up to the game, <laughs> but. Uh, it, is it safe to say you guys felt a little bit slighted because there was a state publication that we will not name, but uh, they failed to name you in uh, the entire article relative to regional number fifteen? Yeah, I'm not afraid to name them. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I was reading about it. It's just, it's, it's really neat to just, you know, read about yourself a little bit and get get some recognition. And you know, so I was reading through that and I, and I was like, well, this can't be it. They, they didn't even put our our school. They didn't even put Jacksonville in there at all. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they talk about how uh, you know how strong a regional it was, and it, and it was top to bottom. It was by far the the, the strongest one, top to bottom yeah. in one A. So um, you know, just to to not even mention us in there, and and you know, say whoever won that second game had a shot against Bloomfield. Um, that was for sure read to the team on Friday, and and uh, you know, we 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 took that to heart. We know we're the underdogs. That's where we like to be. But um, you know, I thought they at least put our name in there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as, as you head into that game, Justin, uh, and, you know, uh, guys like us that are broadcasters, we look things to hang our hat on and things to talk about because, you know, we got to fill up a broadcast. And, and one of the things in there that we look at is the Sagarin. And while it was a very tight regional from top to bottom, you guys had the lowest Sagarin. And going into that first game against Bloomfield, a statistical, in air quotes, a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. Did you feel that way as a player going into that game that you guys were, were the underdog? No, I think – Come tournament time, everybody's even, no matter how talented each team is. And 
I think that we're just as good as anybody else that's on the court at any given time. Well, uh, you guys certainly played uh, played uh, well. Well, you played fantastic. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, as we go back to that first quarter, uh, taking on uh, number eight Bloomfield, there were a couple of lead changes in that first quarter. At the end of one, uh, you guys were up fifteen to eleven. Then in the second, Cardinals came back from a six-point deficit. They got what proved to be their final lead of the game, a 22-21. And then you guys went on a really nice run there at the end of the second quarter. Talk about the flow of that second quarter, Wyatt, and, and how you guys were able to build a 29-22 lead at halftime. Uh, we just locked out on defense, and we were in foul trouble pretty big at the beginning of that game, which hurt us pretty bad. Right. We were like... We just had to keep locking up on D, and they had to finally quit calling calls. It was going to be 10 to 10 at the beginning of it, so we were like, we got to do something here. We started moving the ball good on. Their defense was really tough, I thought, that game. They were kind of holding a little bit, and we just kept moving the ball around and getting good looks, and finally they started falling really good for us, and we got up about 10 at the at the end of the half. Yeah, and, and Caleb, uh, you had a very good first half, and, and Wyatt brings up a great point, and we talked to Coach about this during uh, the postgame uh, for the regional semifinal, that foul trouble certainly was a big issue, maybe the worst foul trouble that the team has collectively been in the entire season, uh, but uh, you were able to turn in 12 points and, and help the boys get that 29-22 lead at half. Just uh, some of the things that you were talking about as you saw these fouls being called, were you thinking like, man, that you know something's going against us today and it doesn't feel good? Yeah, you know it's never good when your two uh, lengthiest guys go out with three fouls in the first half. Uh, but guys that have seven forty-seven wingspans, you like to have them on the floor, don't you? Yeah, it does make it nice, <laughs> and they help with the rebounding. But honestly, Nate stepped up that first game and he played amazing defense. And um, who else came in? Ryan, he came in, and he did good. And our bench players really stepped up when we needed them to. Yeah, so as we move on now to the third quarter in this game, um, you know, uh, Bloomfield, the Southwestern Indiana Conference champs, they were co-champs this year. Um, they tried to close again. They got as close as three, and then you guys pushed it back out, 44-38 at the end of the third. White, you had a pretty good third quarter there, eight points to, to help lead the team. Yeah, it was uh... – I probably told they kept kind of they were really pressuring me a lot and I was like I need to try and post this kid up and these guys are really good at getting the ball to anybody on the floor honestly if somebody's open we try and hit them and like coach says all the time shoot he's never going to tell us to stop shooting so <laughs> that's why corner threes are so big Ryan Justin hit big shots that game they, then our defense really stepped up on them I mean the six seven guy down low. Caleb played an amazing job playing D on him, and all of our linky guys came back in that third quarter, and that kind of shut them out, I thought. Kind of went on a run, and fourth quarter came around, and we just kind of pushed away with it. Uh, no question, and uh, uh, Caleb, you had a really good fourth quarter. 13 points in the final quarter to give you 25 for the game, 63-54 the final final score. I mean, at times, for, for a person that's just sitting back and, and calling the game and watching that, it was seemingly that you, you couldn't miss. I mean, is it... You just get. Do you have that feeling sometimes as a player? Just give me the ball. It's going to go in every single time I put it up. Did you uh, have that feeling? Were you that confident? Well, coach, before we the game, were. Coach just so you told know. me before the game I was going to have a big day and that my shots all were going to go in. That I'd get my looks and I don't know. Me and Dad shoot a lot on the side, so he gives me a lot of confidence there. So now, when you guys are out shooting in the driveway and you're playing a horse, who usually wins? Uh, we don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you dunk on him? I try to. Okay, all right, just checking. And uh, Justin, uh, as you as you watch this game unfold in the fourth quarter, and things were going your way, and you started to, to get that distance, uh, what was the feeling like to think, you know what, we're going to be taking another step here today? Uh, it felt good. You know, it seemed like we had the game under control at 
the, just the whole way through. And I mean, we knew we could win, and that's what we did. No question. Well, let's look at some of the uh, uh, Wyatt ended up with twenty, or uh, Caleb ended up with twenty-five. Wyatt had uh, fourteen. Uh, Grisa Pat and Matt uh, both ended up with seven points in that one. Uh, Graf, their leading scorer, turned in twenty. So you know, kind of what you expect from their leading scorer this season. Peter Combs, a big six-seven kid, ended up with fifteen. So a couple of good performances by them. But coaches, you look at uh, a couple of key stats from that game. Uh, offensive rebounding was huge. Fifteen to three is what we had. I don't know what your final stats show, but we had you fifteen to three uh, on offensive boards and also sixty percent three-point shooting. I mean, that's going to win you a lot of balls. Yeah, I mean. Uh... I, I didn't think we had that many offensive rebounds because we didn't hardly miss 15 shots. I mean, I think we were 20 of 28 from two and you know, like five of five of 10 from three, something like that. So uh, we shot it really well. Um, you know, only hit five threes. Uh, we you know we usually shoot close to 20 a game, and I think we only had nine or 10 in the, in the whole game. So. Um, we just kept getting it there uh, to to Caleb at the elbows, and he just kept jumping up and knocking it down over top of him. And, and you know that's really deflating to a, a team when you you know they they're a pretty good defensive team, and and uh, they you know they had the big kid underneath to kind of guard the basket. But you know he he, he was he, we preach all the time take what they give you. You know don't force it. If they're going to come up and guard you, then I want him attacking the rim. If they're going to play back a little bit, pull up and shoot it. So. Um, and then you know these guys, these three guys find the the shooters when they they get all the attention. So um, you know, just this all around good offensive game. I thought we were very disciplined, and and uh, I, I thought that was the best. We we don't run a lot of what I would call set plays. We have some actions and things that we call them to to get us into our five out motion, and and uh, I thought we executed those the best. Uh, you know, we have all season. So we ran a couple little sets out of some timeouts and got some open shots, and but mo- mainly we were just. You know, pass, cut, screen away, and and uh, keep moving until you find the open guy. And if we can get it to, especially to these two, Wyatt and Caleb inside, the, they're going to draw all the attention, and then we can start kicking it out to to Ryan and, and Justin and, and Matt and Devin and Nate. So, um, just a great game. And then and then I thought we, we, like these guys said before, we did a really good job on the big guy. I thought Caleb, we we front all year, we front the post. Um, we, you know, I thought against Hauser and some of the games in the sectional, we our help wasn't good enough and and they this team runs a, the bloomfield ran a lot of high low actions too with the graph kids really good and mm-hmm. and uh I, I just thought we we're gonna get burned on this high low so we played behind the one kid in front of the other one and we just had to keep him out off the floor and make it hard for him and and then we were able to help off a couple guys that, that they had that were reluctant shooters and and uh so yeah we just did a heck of a job and, and like justin said we we were kind of in control from the you know the middle of the second quarter on. So it's nice when you draw a game plan up and it actually goes the way that you hoped it would. Yeah, actually, I mean <laughs> these guys make me look pretty smart. I think on Saturday, I don't know if that that wasn't always the case all year. I, sometimes I I watch this and I'm like, boy, we don't look like a very well coached team. Yeah. But I thought uh, that first game Saturday we really executed and and uh, you know we had a plan and it worked. So well. I've been doing this now for 30-plus years. Yes, guys, I'm that old. Um, followed a lot of teams to regionals, and always the four-team format where you're hopeful that the team that you're following in game number one wins and you get to hang around for game number two. We got to see that happen. I know what that's like because I've, you know, I've done that a number of times. First time for you guys to win an early game in a regional and then 
kind of have to hang around and then uh, wait for that championship. So when we come back, we're going to talk about what you guys did between games, what you did to kind of relax, what you did as far as uh, trying to get some food in your system, how nervous you were, were you able to relax at all? We're going to ask all those questions when we come back after this timeout. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish Shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. If you're living with high levels of stress, you're putting your well-being at risk. The good news is you have more control than you think. Starting April 14th, join Margaret Mary Health for Stop Stress This Minute, a program designed to teach participants how to lower their stress level and manage stress in a healthy way. This three-part series costs just $15 and will be held at Margaret Mary's main campus. Registration is required by calling 812-933-5583. Your local Lennox dealer, Curtin Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lampin. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRBI. Thanks so once again, John Heil, back here at Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Love our folks here at Ison's Family Pizza, along with Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet, Buick, George's Pharmacy, and Medical Equipment, and along with the newest member of the Coach's Corner uh, sponsorship team. That would be Safe Passage. Thanks for the uh, Safe Passage for joining us as well. We are back once again with uh, some Jacksonville Eagle players, Wyatt Day, Caleb Simon, and Justin Swinney, along with Coach Clint Bowman. We're talking about Saturday's boys basketball regional up at Martinsville in our earlier segment. We had the chance to uh, talk about game number one, the victory over Bloomfield. And before we get into the championship game against Indianapolis Lutheran, uh, there's a little bit of a, of a quandary that you get in and a little bit of a hurdle that you have to clear and uh, an obstacle that you guys aren't used to. And that is hanging around after game one several hours before you get to play game <coughs> number two. Justin, Justin Sweeney, what did you do? Um, after the game, we went and ate at Wendy's. and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We're probably not on the right nutrition plan or anything, but uh, we we wanted something quick, and I told him don't overdo it. I don't I don't don't eat a bunch of frosties. We we ate at Wendy's after practice on Thursday too, so that kind of hit the spot. And yeah, so we got him Wendy's, and then uh, I told him we had Subway to to eat before the game again. So uh, yeah, it was. I don't know if that was the ideal dinner or, or lunch, but that's what we had. Okay, <laughs> well, you know, I'm, me. I'm a big fan of the frosty and also the spicy chicken sandwich. And if we want, you know, if we want to share fast food favorites, we can we can spend a segment on that as well. But uh, Caleb, is it how easy or hard was it to wind down after game number one? I'm going to be honest, I didn't get any sleep. We went back to the hotel, and Purdue was playing. We finished our Indiana game, and then right. Purdue came on. And you already want to watch Purdue basketball, so 
We stayed up and watched that. Oh wait a minute, we've got some, we've got some guys here that, that may not be in full agreement with that. Uh, Wyatt, you want to no, chime in? I'm not an Indiana fan. He is, but he's yeah, kind of say, he's a I, don't know, I don't know what's wrong with a couple. He's oh, bandwagon guy. Whoever's going to in the tournament, <laughs> so I'm hey, coach and coach and Justin are just shaking their head because they watched the buzzer beater happen against yeah. Indiana. So. Yeah, it was that was tough to watch. Uh, uh, coach Moorhead and I were were at a uh, local establishment watching the games and getting some wings, and and uh, we saw the buzzer beater by Iowa, and that was that was a little tough. It really, really was. It's but okay, uh, it's uh, you know, it's uh, part of March Madness, and it was good basketball on top of the good basketball that we that we saw before. But why were you able to to, to wind down at all and relax at all? No, well, I mean you seem to be kind of a low key guy anyway. <laughs> I've never really seen you get excited about anything. <laughs> no, um, we first get in the room, and I was like, I, we couldn't go to sleep. Sweeney and both of us, we couldn't go to sleep, and we look over at the AC or whatever, and it was hot. It was on hot. Now I was sweating in the bed. I'm like, it's already five o'clock. So I'm like, we might as well not even go to sleep. We're leaving at six fifteen. So we both showered and we were ready to go. I don't know. It was just regionals is a tough day, honestly. That sleeping and then going back out, see if your legs are ready. But we we didn't get no sleep. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean, and just uh, coach. I mean, when you get into this the second game, it, you're riding on adrenaline at that point. Yeah, we, you know. I, and especially these three, I try to never take them out. I mean, they play 30 minutes a game. You know, Caleb was out with a little foul trouble, so he, he got a little rest. But, you know, I told Matt and Devin, I said, hey, you guys ought to be ready to go here because they were in so, so much foul trouble even in the right. first half. Three so. apiece in the first half. That was brutal. And, you know, what Ryan Wilson, he, he can run forever. He's a soccer guy. I mean, he, <laughs> he wins every time we run in practice. Uh, he could run forever. So, um, And then Nate gave us some big minutes, too. So, I knew, I knew they probably weren't getting much rest. I, I remember, you know, when I was a, a junior, we played at Newcastle, and, and it is hard because you're just so pumped up because you beat a, you, you have to. These are all good teams, so right. if you beat a good team, um, you know, it's hard to hard to calm down. Um, I actually went back to the hotel room and and I I took about a ten minute nap, so I I was I, I had a headache so bad. I, I I don't remember yelling at the referees that much, but I just had a headache. You really got it from talking to Rob in the post game. I guess I guess. <laughs> So, yeah, I actually laid down a little bit. I probably got more sleep than they did. So I, I thought, uh, you know, that is a hard four or five hours to, to occupy your mind right. and, and try to refuel. And, and uh, I, you know, I think if you probably sleep too long, then you, you're not awake for the game. So, right. um, yeah, it's a challenge. It's something that – and then this year we didn't play in any uh, Christmas tournament. So we, we had not played two games in a day all season. Um you know, I think that's kind of an advantage of playing in some of those shootouts and sure. things. And, um, but they do it in the summer. They do it when they play the AAU ball when they're younger. And um, so, uh, and, you know, like like Coach uh, Woodson said at IU game the other night, he's like, they're 20 years old. They ought to be able to run all they day. They ought to be right? able to run so, all day. Um, and, and these guys certainly did. I remember when I used to be able to do that. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Well, let's talk about the championship game now. You entered the Elite Eight against uh, Lutheran. You were a, a three-and-a-half underdog in this one, according to the Sagarin. Um, five different lead changes in the first quarter. But uh, as you did, Justin, at the end of the first quarter of Game 1, an even bigger run uh, in that first quarter of the championship game, you guys close out on a 12-3 run to go up 20-12 at the end of the first quarter. And I, I know, in speaking with Coach earlier this season, that you've had games where you've had a very, very slow start, maybe more than you'd like to have. But uh, it seems like here in tournament time here, you guys have been getting it into gear in the first quarter. And in both games on Saturday, you finished really, really strong in the first quarter. Yeah, a lot of that is just, you know, we're, we know we're playing really good teams, so we can't we can't 
have any can't take any mental breaks in the game we always got to be locked in when we're playing and uh, Caleb, as we look into the second quarter, uh, just again, it sort of played out the same way the first time. The Saints, they get back within four. Looks like they're going to make a push, and then you guys close strong again. Another nine-point lead at halftime, 35-26. That had to be a pretty good feeling uh, in the locker room there at intermission. Yeah, it was definitely a good feeling to go in with a lead, but we knew what, we had this game plan, and we followed the game plan, and that helped. So. Right. As uh, wide as we look at uh, the way that you, the scoring kind of laid out there at halftime, um, this was really a balanced effort. I mean, you had ten, uh, Caleb had seven, Justin and uh, Dickman uh, uh, both turned in six each. So uh, that was a very balanced attack for the team there through the first sixteen minutes. Oh yeah, and they like to press and everything. So we got the ball in the middle and we started going to the hoop. Like, right. If no anybody was getting layups at that point, everybody just started going to the rack, and we were hitting the guys that were up another basket, and that's how we got the nine point lead. I thought. And again, Justin, about talking about big starts, uh, the third quarter I thought was the key point of the ball game. Eight straight points to start the third, and I think if you were if you were a fan of the Scarlet and Columbia Blue, you had to be feeling pretty good at that point. Yeah, we just came out hot, and that really helped us put the game away. And uh, Wyatt, uh, the team collectively uh, did lights out from the free throw line, but uh, you in particular, uh, you missed what? Three out of 16? 13 out of 16? Yeah, I was did, pretty upset about those. Did your, dad, did your dad make you run wind sprints when you got home? No, I didn't really like shooting for those on those goals, to be honest oh. with you. By the way, uh, did, did he show you the picture of me wearing his hat? Yeah, he did. Who, yeah. Look, who looks better in his hat, me or him? Uh, it's his birthday day, so I don't have to go with him. <laughs> it's his birthday. Good call. Good call. Well, you know, he wore the black one coming in. I told Rob, I said, I said uh, he's serious today. He's got the black one on. So uh, I, I, lo- I love your dad. He's a great guy. Great guy. 13 to 16 from the line. I'll take that all day, any day. You finish with a game high 30 points. Uh, 20 of them coming in the second half. Uh, that's a pretty good 16 minutes of basketball. Yeah, it's- well, like I said before, Caleb kind of got in foul trouble, and I was like, and they were only down 10, and I remember back in the summer when we were up 9 or 10 on them, and the same, it was the same situation, and they came back and beat us by two, so I was like, we cannot let that happen in a regional final right now, and everybody stepped up big that game. Our defense really picked up the 3-2, they didn't know what to do with, and Matt and Devin came in big with the rebounds, yep. and Caleb was in there, he was grabbing boards. He was going to the rim. He was just everybody played a great game that game. Well, Caleb, you had a little bit of adversity there, and we weren't weren't really sure what happened when it happened. I couldn't tell if it was a calf issue at the time or if it was possibly an ankle, but uh, uh, you were hobbled just a little bit. What happened there in the third quarter? I was like, I was going to the rim, and then I spun back around, and the kid, well, I got stopped, and then a kid came from behind me, and he like kneed me in the calf. It was just a weird feeling. Got real tight all of a sudden, but. I don't know. Went into halftime, worked it out during halftime, and came back out and played. So. Okay, now I'm going. I'm going to test your sports knowledge right here. Do you know who Kirk Gibson is? No. Okay, Kirk Gibson played for the Los Angeles Dodgers and in the World Series on one leg, uh, came in in a huge situation and launched a, launched a home run that won the game for the Dodgers. So you get hurt, and the very next play, I think it was that you hit a three, and I said, I said Caleb is pulling a, a Kirk Gibson. <laughs> so that's the, that is the point of reference when you go back and hear that. But uh, uh, wow, I mean, you know, trying to hobble your way. Th- I mean, did you ever feel good by the end of the game, or was it bothering you? And I mean, I mean, no, unfortunately, you went out with about five minutes to go yeah. uh, with with fouls. But I mean, from the time that you got dinged until the time that you left the game was it still bothering you the whole time it took a couple minutes in the third quarter to get it all worked out but it 
eventually felt better than when I sat down at the end of the game when I was fouled out. Right. It tightened right back up. And yeah. That's when it started to hurt again. Well, see, then you shouldn't have committed that fifth foul because you were, you know, you were feeling pretty good. I didn't mean to. I don't think he did. I don't think he did either. I don't, that's that's another story for. It's like, where did that come from? But you know, yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. But uh, White ends up with thirty points in that one. As I said, thirteen of sixteen from the line. Uh, uh, Caleb, despite uh, the issues with the uh, gimpy leg and, and fouling out because he's a horrible player, he finished with 14. Uh, Sweeney tossed in 10. Dickman had eight. Greasup chipped in seven. Coach, uh, just, a, just a fine performance. Those who scored and those who did not, you got great contributions from everybody. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, Wyatt mentioned that we played him last summer, and, and their game plan was very similar. They were going to uh, face guard Wyatt and try to make somebody bring it up, and this guy sitting here to my left, uh, Justin Sweeney, he was – you know, White had 30, and uh, he, these guys are awesome players. But uh, this how often guy, did he feed him the ball? Yeah, he yeah. he was the key to the game. You know, because um, you know they thought they could steal it from him, and last summer they did. They 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 made somebody else bring it up, and they would trap uh, Ryan or Justin, and they took it from him, and and he just controlled the game the whole time. You know, they they couldn't take it from him. Uh, he made every smart pass. I think he only had one or two turnovers, and had the ball in his hand the whole time, and. And uh, you know, knocked down some big shots and some free throws, and just made you know smart play after smart play. And and then we, you know we played that zone that we hadn't really played all year. You know we hadn't played a we hadn't played three two for a whole game all season. We'd thrown it in for a couple minutes at a time and and rebounded on that backside. We're, you know we're going to give up the corner threes. We got a rebound on the backside, and I think Justin ended up with eight rebounds. I think Matt and Devin had a bunch. Um, you know Caleb he always ends up with ten or twelve. So. Right. Uh, we just controlled the boards. We, you know, we, we, they, we gave, they, they were able to get the shots that we wanted them to take, and we were able to limit them to, to one most of the time. And, uh-huh. and uh, it was just, it was just a good performance, right? By everybody chipped in, and you know, then Wyatt sealed the game with all the free throws in the fourth quarter. Um, so it was just an all around. Uh, great effort from our guys yeah and justin in, in, in addition to doing the things that you did well that game you know collectively uh, you held a pretty good saints team to just 29 percent shooting from the field defense collect collectively for the team was top notch that game yeah our zone's pretty tough when you got two kids that are probably six seven and they got huge wingspans and they're up top that kind of intimidates them and then we got players that can play down low and rebound so that really helps us out. Yeah, height and wingspan is not something that's ever, that's never been said about my family. I come from a long line of short people, but uh, you know that's that's genetics for you. Um, but uh, a couple other things that I have from that game, in addition to holding the Saints to twenty nine percent shooting, twenty two of 30, 30 from the line as a team, twelve of fourteen in the fourth quarter. That's huge. Um, and you guys hit a very solid forty seven percent from the field and put all that together it spells a regional championship the first since 2009 um Wyatt I'll start with you on this as as great as it felt to cut down the nets at southwestern Shelby what was it like cutting him down in Martinsville it was kind of just like since we didn't get mentioned or anything and everybody thought that we weren't going to come out on top and we did we had belief in the team that's what I kind of told a couple people I was like we had belief and everybody played together everybody had a great game and both games we all just dug deep and that's what we did to win and it felt awesome to cut the nets down as uh caleb as you head back towards osgood and, and you know that you have another uh, uh caravan in front of you in a pep session uh, what was it like driving through town with as and there were a lot of posts on facebook live i know that we were we were there and and uh, we had it on there as well and just uh, cars lining the streets and everybody that was in it i mean i mean it's just it's crazy 
Yeah, it's definitely crazy. When you're going from Napoleon and you see a line of head, when you stick your head out the window and you see a line of cars that's like clear back to Napoleon when you're still in Osgood, you're, <laughs> it's just wild. And then you got people on the side of the streets yelling. It's, I don't know. It's hard to explain what the feeling was. Yeah. And then, Justin, when it's all over, you get, you get done with the trip through town. The bus comes back in the parking lot. The parking lot's still filled with people. You go inside the gym, and, you know, one side of the gym is completely full. Um, there, there's a cool tradition that, that I've seen pictures of, and I've, I've actually seen it in person a couple times, but everybody gathering around center circle going down and laying a little smooch on the floor. What's that like? Outside of... You know, do, do, you know, with the, with the days of COVID, you know, was still around there. Did everybody have like some personal sanitizer and sprayed off the floor before you kissed, or you said, "Ah, screw it, let's just let's just see what happens." We just said, "Screw it." You know? <laughs> it's pretty cool because yeah. it's just a good tradition. Think how many good teams before us have done it. No question. Well, the last time a boys team did it was 2009, and it was uh, great to great to see and, and be a part of that. And and uh, coach, uh, a long day, but a w- well worth it kind of a day. And and your thoughts uh, when you had a chance, once all the buzz had kind of settled down, and you had a few moments to yourself. What were your thoughts about Saturday? Yeah, it was just uh, you know I, I I told them at the beginning of the season there was there was no team that we couldn't beat. Um, going in the game, you know, I, I thought we had a really good chance. I was like, we can beat these two, these any of these two of these three teams, and, and uh, so I, I was, I, I thought we could win. I was expecting to win, and you know, then this morning when I woke up and I was like, we actually won. And now, now I can't, <laughs> now I can't really believe it. Like I, I, I was expecting to win, and now I'm like, now I'm kind of in shock. So, um, uh, but yeah, it was an awesome day. You know, I, you know, like I said, I thought we could win. I, I did not think. We would do it in that fashion, you know. We won. We won seven of the eight quarters, and the only quarter we lost was the third quarter against Bloomfield by one. Right. So, I mean, we were just methodically the better team all day, and uh, you know that kind of surprised me. I thought it was it was going to be we were going to have to scratch everything out and, and to just kind of control the day, and um, you know we're peaking at the right time, put two of our best games of the season together uh, within you know six hours of or eight hours of each other, so. Um, very special to get back to the gym. You know, I, I kind of made a rookie coaching mistake. I said at the pep session, I thought you know it was twelve thirty when we got back to school, and and I thought there was just one fire truck picked us up between Greensburg and Napoleon. I thought we're just going to zip in quietly, <laughs> and and we're nobody's going to be at the gym. And, and I you know I've been around uh, Osgood and Jacksonville long enough to know better. You know we had the, the, everybody was there, so yeah. um, just an awesome night. And, um, you know, we're doing doing things that uh, very few teams and that Jacksonville have done, and and you know it's all because of you know these three and then our other seniors that you know I really wanted Ryan and and they they weren't at school today, not feeling too good, and um, so they they just really contribute. Um, it's just a special group, you know. Like I said, I, I I had them in eighth grade and I knew how good they could be, and, and now they're kind of showing everybody. No question, Wyatt. Four teams left in Class A, and you're one of them. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty wild, honestly. The team that we play next is a really disciplined team. They're good, so we're going to have to play just as disciplined. I mean, we're just going to have to dig deep like we did last weekend, and hopefully we come out with a W. And, uh, Caleb, as you match up with a team that does like to, to keep it down a little bit, it's going to be a little battle of wills. One team's going to want to slow it down. One team's going to want to pick it up, right? Yeah, we're always a team that wants to pick it up, though. So um, It's looking good for us, I think. Uh, I don't know. That, uh, who was it, Bloomfield. They were supposed to slow us down a lot too, but we just kept pushing it and it eventually fell into our hands. 
felt like we had control the whole game, so hopefully that happens this Saturday. Justin, you're one step away from going to Indianapolis. How's it feel? It feels awesome. I think I think we can do it too if we play our game and things go our way. All right. Well, fellas, it has been a pleasure to uh, have you here once again. I hope we uh, all get to, to, to do this one more time uh, next Monday. Um, going to take on North Davies, the Cougars, 25-3, and three, ranked number two in Class 1A. But, uh, I mean, you look at the Sager, and, again, it's really, really tight. Yeah. I mean, numbers at this point don't mean a whole heck of a lot. It is going to be a lot of fun, Coach, I think, with the contrast in styles with uh, how they want to slow the ball down, and you're going to try to push tempo. Yeah, they, they, they play really, really uh, solid defense. They kind of play a, play a pack line type defense. Um, you know, they, they, so we're going to have to hit some shots from outside, which we're obviously capable, capable of doing. Uh, they're really disciplined when you do get in the lane, uh, not fouling you and, and not bailing you out. They block out really well. So, um, yeah, it is going to be a little battle of, of, of styles. Um, you know, but we've, we've played some games, the lower scoring games, and won them in the 50s. So, um, We'll see what happens. I think we match up pretty well, and, and um, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a, a good game. Uh, obviously, playing at Seymour was a was a big big uh, advantage for us, not having to go the two and a half, three hours down to Washington. So, you know, I, I, I posted the link. Um, if anybody's wanting tickets, they're going to be all digital. Um, you got to get a GoFan, um, either the app or whatever. And So the, the link's on our JCB Sports Facebook page. It's on mine, and you know, I posted it here a little bit ago. I said I each school gets nineteen hundred tickets, so I said I'm expecting nineteen hundred of my closest fans there, so, <laughs> or uh, closest friends there at the game. So I'm hoping you know the Batesville and you know Milan, South Ripley, Greensburg folks come down and, and support us. Um, you know, I'd be there watching them. So yeah, well, um, at this time of year, coach, everybody's pulling for the local. Yeah. local guys so you've got you've got a lot of bodies in your quarter besides those that are not as good and that that group all, as you know travels very very well yeah and i think it's going to be an, an awesome crowd like uh, you know the other schools you know providence and eastern hancock are the two a teams that play after us they have a lot of basketball tradition and you know and uh, you know sometimes these smaller schools we have less people but we we, we support our team more than the big boys so yeah. uh, i know north davies is going to bring a ton of people um, so I, I think it's going to be close to sold out. I don't know if we're going to fill the, all 8,000 of them, but, um, you know, I, I got a couple hundred just in my family. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it should be fun. And, it, you know, it, just the last game, it was it was really cool. I had a, a buddy of mine from Texas flew into the game, and I had all my aunts and uncles were there. And, um, you know, it was, you know, I know we had, I think we, we found like nine or ten different states people were watching in different states on online and um so it's really neat the further you go the more excitement there is and um we're just going to keep building well my wife didn't go but she asked me to pick up some milk on the way home so that's (laughs) a little contrast there between you and i but anyway (laughs) fellas uh, again it's been a pleasure to have you in thanks for taking time out of your day uh to to come down and talk to us and uh, like i said i hope we get to do this again next monday wyatt day caleb simon justin swinney the players coach clint bowman of jackson dell guys all the best to you on saturday we look forward for the 4 p.m tip-off we should be on around 3 30 it will be a blast all the best to you good luck Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks All for right. having us. Thank you. We're going to take a commercial timeout. When we come back, you're going to hear from P.J. Metz, the head coach of North Decatur, wrapping up the Chargers season, a good young bunch that he has out there at North Decatur. And then after that, we've got something special for you. You're going to hear the last couple of minutes of the uh, regional semifinal and the regional championship game with Jackson Dell up at Martinsville. That's all just ahead on Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. <laughs> 
That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish Shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. George's, we have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. We have gig news for your home. Internet up to one gig is now available from Great Plains Communications, a company with over a century of experience providing technology to homes and businesses across Indiana and beyond. Stream the latest entertainment without lag or buffering. Upload and download large files in no time. Connect to online gaming networks. Contact us today at 888-343-8014 for gpcom.com. Speeds and availability may vary by location. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ison's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. Our great sponsors for Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI include Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Guts Willer. We're back now as we uh, continue with the program tonight. P.J. Metz in his second year at North Decatur joining us, and we're kind of doing a wrap-up of the season with the Chargers. And, Coach, welcome back to the show. Bryce, thanks for having me. Well, it is great to have you, and it's a pleasure to talk North Decatur basketball. Sadly, though, only one more time this year, and we're going to talk about uh, what – to look forward to for next season because I think the future is quite bright for the Chargers. But let's first take a look at a recap of, of this season. Your club finishes 13 and 11. And, you know, I, did you take any uh, nausea type medications for the roller coaster ride that it was? I mean, you opened up losing four of your first five, then you win five of the next six, then you lose five in a row, then you win seven in a row before eventually bowing out to Triton Central. It truly was an up and down year for you. And it really was. Uh, you know, the way our schedule kind of played out this year, um, you know, even looking at it before we even got into the season, us as a coaching staff kind of knew our first five games were against some really, really good quality opponents. No kidding. Um, and we we came out of that stretch, I think, one and four. Right. Um, and, and then, you know, you, you look at who is, who's in that stretch, Edinburgh, who's advanced, Jacksonville, who has advanced. Um, and, and then you get into kind of that mid-December stretch there where we had some games where we, we felt like we grew a little bit and got better and as a result showed up in the wind column on a couple different occasions. Um, and then, you know, you go into January and, and we know every year that... Uh, <laughs> your, your, your tour of the EIAC. <laughs> and we did. And then, unfortunately for us this year, um, every single one of those games was on the road. Yeah. Uh, and not just on the road being in a tough environment, but playing really really good competition um which you know we want to do those kind of things we want to play um the kind of competition that we feel is going to prepare us for uh, a stretch run in march and and 
you know, kudos to those teams. I, th- I thought they, they were really well coached and played really well this year. Um, but we, we get out of January, and, you know, as a coaching staff, we kind of look, hey, you know, these last these last seven, eight games, I think we can really make a run and, and hopefully get some confidence built up and, and see some growth from some of these kids that will give us kind of that leg up going into sectional, and that's kind of exactly what we did. Yeah, um, and, and just uh, just as a, as a fun thing, you know, you open up the season with Greensburg. You really should lump them back in the middle of January with Lawrenceburg, Franklin County, Batesville, and East Central. Just just to just to make it uh, uh, you know a true EIAC month of January. And we could, you know, it'd be kind of like ripping the bandaid off all at once, right? <laughs> no question. Well, that was uh, that was certainly a, tr- a tough stretch for you guys, and we had a chance to to see. You. I remember uh, the East Central game on on the 29th, and um, we also uh, we had you for the Batesville game as well, and that was a great game, forty nine forty six, as I recall. And those were back to back nights. So not only uh, did you have the stretch run between mid January, mid to the end of January, uh, you you get Batesville and East Central on back to back nights, and and uh, that that was quite the challenge. Quite the challenge, and you know, two really well coached teams. Um, you know, Batesville kind of kind of turned some things around, going to their two three zone, which we knew would give us trouble. And then you go into a new central squad that you know they lose two really really nice players last year. And one might look and say, well, you know, we might catch them in a down year, but that definitely was not the case. You know, those seniors that they've got kind of banded together, and East Central put together a really nice year. Yeah. Hey, let's move on now and let's talk a little sectional basketball because uh, your your winning streak continued uh, when you took on Milan on March the 1st. And as we talked about during the coaches preview show, uh, Milan was a team, despite what their record showed, uh, it seemed like that that team was really starting to pull things together. And it turned out to be a very good game. 57-50 the final. And it did, you know. Um, watching them on film, we, we knew that Milan's been in a lot of close contests against some good uh, competition, and they don't—they're not a team necessarily that that's going to fold when you know you get down double digits. So there were three or four times throughout the course of that game where you know we kind of would get that eight to ten point lead, uh-huh. um, and and you know sometimes teams like we said will just fold, but that wasn't the case for them. They battled it and they made it—they made it close throughout the rest of that game, and definitely um, did not give us an easy one per se. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you, you look at what happened in the first half. Uh, it ended, ended up being a one-point lead for you guys at the end of 1-15-14. You're up just two at the halftime, 23-21. And you talked about in that second half you were able to get a 10-point lead, but then, you know, Milan comes back. It's a three-point game going into the fourth quarter with about 20 seconds to go. And, you know, old coach speak will tell you, well, you know, let's uh, let's extend at the end of every quarter, whether it's by one point or by ten. And right. we felt like, you know, we were slowly doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up being, like you said, that three-point game in that fourth quarter to kind of make us earn it a little bit. And, and honestly, not that you want a close game every time out, but I thought that playing in that type of situation, that type of atmosphere, would hopefully give us a little bit of a leg up going into a Friday night. Right. Um, whereas the kids are used to the atmosphere, they're used to the grinded out style on the half court, because we felt like those were two scenarios that we were going to have to do in order to be able to win a sectional. Yeah. Well, you look at uh, what uh, your sophomore did in that game, Caden Muckerhide, and I know he finished with a game-high 25 points, but there was nothing bigger than the uh, his final seven free throws that he hit in that fourth quarter. And, and he's the guy, you know, I've got three kids that we really want to get the ball in their hands at the end of the game. Um, and, and on any given night, any three of those guys um, are, are going to get hot. And not that you want them spread out per se, but we got the ball into Caden's hand. His teammates did a nice job of finding him. And when he wasn't attacking, uh, he was drawing Milan out and making right. them guard. So us being in the bonus, him getting to the line, whether it you know whether it be by the traditional one and ones or you know getting all the way to the rim and getting fouled, uh-huh. he stepped up there. And credit to him, like you said, he I think he went one of two for about 
three straight trips, and then he just knocked in eight consecutive um, and kind of gave us that leg up and extended yeah. that lead out to where it wasn't nearly as close as what it could have been. Yeah, well, you were talking about the other two players that you'd like to see have the ball in, in situations like that, and that would be uh, uh, Lance Nobby along with Blake Spears, and both of them have finished in double-figure scoring. Nobby had 14 and Spears had 12. And they did. You know, all, all three of those guys um, – even though we bowed out in the semifinal, they had a good showing on the opening night, Tuesday night, and they had a good showing again uh, Friday night against Triton Central, uh, which earned them all three on the all-sectional team. Right. But those, you know, I, I thought that, that those three, for the roles that we had laid out for our team this year, those three played, um, you know, pretty much to a T what we expected from them. Um, and it was good, you know, it was good to see Blake and his first sectional, uh, you know, experience really come out and not necessarily succumb to the pressure or, you know, kind of kind of shy away from the moment. But I thought Blake had a really nice game. And like you mentioned, Lance as well. Um, Lance does so many good things for us, whether it be on the offense of scoring around the rim or pulling down big-time rebounds. I mean, they're all three very, very vital to what we were trying to do. Now, there was another player that uh, our broadcast crew was very complimentary of, and he didn't factor in so much in the scoring, but uh, mentioned that he did a great job defensively and on the glass, and that was uh, your senior, Xavier Adams. And, and that's what we're going to miss about Xavier. Um, he, he did. He played to his role, um, whether that be just as a defensive disruptor, um, you know, like you said, pulling down rebounds, tipping balls to keep plays alive. We kind of coined him the, you know, he makes winning basketball plays, and they're not always going to show up, like you said, in the scorebook. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to have somebody on the floor who's kind of a glue guy like that. That mm-hmm. He doesn't need the spotlight. He doesn't need the stardom. But if there's a play that can be made, he's going to make it with, uh, with hustle and grit, and that's exactly what X gave for us that night. Now, you're certainly going to miss him, that's for sure, and uh, uh, that's the only senior that's going to be uh, uh, graduating off of this team. We're going to talk about players that are coming back a little bit later on, but I want to jump now to the semifinal game on Friday, and, and uh, P.J. Metz uh, we're speaking with right now, the head coach at North Decatur, and uh, you look at that semifinal game, and you got, your team was down 11 uh, at both the end of the second and third quarters. It was 45-34 at the end of three. You did make a run in the fourth, and you got as close as is three with under two minutes to go, but uh, just couldn't get over the hump. We couldn't, and you know, after playing Triton earlier in the year, uh, we knew that it was going to be a close game uh, with the tempo that they try to play at on the defensive and offensive ends of the floor. Um, they gave us a really nice game at home that ended up going into overtime, and right. we pulled it out by four. Um, so we knew coming in it was going to be a tough matchup. They're very senior laden, um, you know, no superstar per se, uh, but they have five to six guys that play really good basketball together chemistry wise uh-huh. uh and, and it was good to see us make that run um obviously that stretch that we gave up in the second quarter ended up to be our demise um yeah. but you know at the end of the day we fought we didn't fold um and that says a lot for the for the group that i had this year mm-hmm. um and it was it was good to see us at least give ourselves a chance yeah um i wish i could add it maybe a minute and a half two minutes <laughs> onto the end of the score <laughs> just to, just to see what right. would happen but right. that's what that's how the game goes sometimes sure. and that's how it just happened to play out yeah, in that game, uh, the Tigers ended up putting four players in double figures, and your big three also finished in, in double figures. They had the baby straight, as I like to call it. Spears 18, Nobby 17, and Mucker Hyde 16. So, you know, from a scoring standpoint, they acquitted themselves quite well. You know, you met Triton Central back on December 18th, and that was an overtime victory for you by four. What was the difference, do you think, between the win that you got back in the December and then the sectional semifinal loss that you experienced in March? 
Uh, you know, I, I got to give credit to Triton Central on this one. Um, you know, defensively, I did not think we were as sharp as we needed to be. Uh, but, you know, Triton, take take the Palmer kid, for instance. He was averaging two points on, you know, 8%, 18% shooting coming in, and he ended up in double figures. 14, yeah. You know, I, I think they had two or three guys that we weren't really accounting. We were accounting for everybody, but you, sometimes you want to put the ball in certain guys' hands, and they made us pay. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they did a really nice job of kind of controlling tempo on both ends. And when we would make a stretch run, they would counter it right back. You know, there were two or three times I can remember we'd make, you know, five or six point run and within the next two or three possessions they'd counter back with their own five to six point run. So you can just tell they're really coached, I think are really well coached. I think Coach Ballard does a fantastic job with that group. Um and, and when the bell rang for the moment, those kids stepped up to the plate and they were not gonna be denied. Your quick final thoughts on the season as a whole. What did you like most about this group? The the persistence and growth that we got to see this mm-hmm. year, I think for me was the biggest. Um, you know, last year I had a had a few seniors, um, but and there was so much I'll call it outside noise with with kids getting hurt or COVID or you know this that or the other, where I never really felt like we could glue together, uh, and we got to see that consistent, steady trend of growth. Um, right. This this year, those seven kids that played the majority of the time for me, I got to see that, um, and, and I know that it's kind of the tip of the iceberg. I know we're we're losing that one guy, but I, just getting to see um, that, like I said, that work that those seven put in, and got to see kind of towards the end of that February stretch run going into sectional, we did get better, and, and they did they didn't ever you know with basketball being a, a three-month sport sometimes sometimes you can lose your luster but they fought through every single practice every single rep they they generally are hungry for success and they want to get better yeah well as you look ahead to uh, next season i mean you got to be excited you, you win seven of your last eight uh you graduate one senior and you've got the core of this team coming back we've talked about nobby and spears and mucker high but you also have carson palmer who made big contributions and, and reed messer kind of that core group that's all coming back for next Next season. Yeah, uh, we're going to get, I think, close to, I totaled it up a little bit ago, like 95% of our scoring back. Um, and, and, you know, <laughs> we'll miss, we'll miss the, <laughs> that helps. So yeah. we'll miss the contributions from X, Xavier Adams. But, you know, I, I got those three other juniors with, um, with Reed Messer, Carson Palmer, and Connor Linkmeyer, who give us great contributions and, and a heavy dose of athleticism. Um, three of our better defenders, uh, and then you, you couple that in with, with their commitment. Um, and we know coming into this summer that those guys are going to be there. They want to get better because they don't want to go out the same way we went out this year right. um, You know, with, without a sectional victory. So they're going to put in the time, and, and, and hopefully this time next year we're sitting here um, at this point in the season and we're still playing. How about um, maybe some of your JV kids that dressed varsity but didn't necessarily see a lot of time? Do you see maybe one or two of those kids playing a bigger role next year? Um, I, I do. I definitely see a few of those guys getting minutes. Um, you know, RJB, kind of like our varsity this year, they were playing their best basketball heading into the end of the season. Um, and, you know, with the likes of we got a big kid in Brady Maurer who can stretch the floor um, as a six foot, six foot four guy, and I think he's still growing. So if we, if we can get him shot up and put some more strength on him, he can be a force. Um, we've got a wing, nice wing player in Cooper Palmer, who is, is Carson Palmer's younger brother. Right. Um, you know, Cooper's a really high IQ kind of player and, and does a, real, a lot of really good things glue guy-wise. 
uh, for the JV. I think he can find some minutes for us. And then uh, we got a little left-handed point guard who's, who still has some growth to do physically. Uh, but Braden Hancock has the ability, um, and I think he led the JV in scoring for most of the year. A mm-hmm. uh, little, little lefty guard to hopefully be able to you know, help our guard rotation a little bit next year. Well, that's fantastic. Well, it sounds like a good bunch that's coming back. Looking forward to seeing the Chargers play next season. And Coach Metz, I do appreciate your time here tonight on Coach's Corner. It's been a, been a pleasure as always. Hey, Bryce, thanks for everything this year. I, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll do it again, my friend. Sounds good. All right, that is P.J. Metz, head coach of the North Decatur Chargers. We'll be back with more of Coach's Corner after this short break on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. <laughs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish Shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. We don't say you cars we help you buy them this is ty fleetwood sales manager at fleetwood chevrolet buick located at 950 north michigan greensburg indiana i want to invite you to visit us at fleetwood chevrolet buick we have greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business thank you for shopping at fleetwood chevrolet buick we don't sell you cars we help you buy them Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. Thanks to Coach P.J. Metz of North Decatur for joining me in the last segment to talk about the nice season his young Charger boys basketball team had. N.D. will be a fun team to watch next season for sure. Coach's Corner is delivered by the wonderful folks here at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. It's also brought to you in part by Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. For the final segment tonight, I thought it would be fun to listen back to the final few minutes of Jacksonville's two regional games from Saturday. We picked things up late in the fourth quarter in the Eagles semifinal against Bloomfield. As soon as that game goes final, you'll hear us immediately jump to the last couple of minutes of the JCD championship game against Andy Lutheran. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. With Rob Morehead, I'm Bryce Kendrick. Jeff Spurdell back at the studio. 66 seconds left in this regional semifinal. 1A number 15 at Martinsville. The boys from Osgood, Indiana. 60-52 to 52 over Bloomfield. Inbounds play to Day. Day brings it up. Hands on Day. No foul really committed there. Just... Kind of a solid. They forced the turnover. The takeaway there by Scomp. Scomp with a feed, and Scomp will get the assist as Graf puts it in for two. Yeah, Wyatt was trying to get fouled, and he's a great free throw shooter, so you would want that if you're Jacksonville, but probably should have passed it off. 60-54. The catch was made at three-quarter court by day, and we get a reach-in foul there by Graf, and I think he's done, Rob. That's a crucial foul as Balen Graf, the leading scorer for Bloomfield, has just fouled out of the contest. Uh, just when his team had made it a two-possession game, Balin's going to have to go to the bench. Graf heads out with 20 points. That'll be a team high. And the 6'2 senior 
The question is, will that be his final game in a Bloomfield uniform? Jackson Dell trying to hang on and add two now, this six-point lead with just under 44 seconds left. 84% free throw shooter to line here, Bryce. And Day connects, give him one more. As the late Stuart Scott on ESPN used to say, as cool as the other side of the pillow. There you go. There you go. Knocking them in when they count. One more for Day. He made it. That's money. 62-54. Eight-point lead down to 40 seconds. Three on the way. Put up by Beard. Two deep off the top of the backboard. Rebound, Jackson Dell. Great rip inside by Simon and a foul. Simon will walk to the other end for what will be Jackson Dell's final one-and-one. And, Bryce, there was nobody else that was going to come out of there with that basketball. When Caleb Simon wanted it, he went up and got it. Well, let me correct that. That's going to be a two-shot foul. That was number 10 against Bloomfield. I was looking at the wrong side of my sheet here as far as the fouls go. That is correct. Scott picking up that foul right there, and Simon rattles in and out. Simon hit his first three in the first half. Here in the fourth quarter, he is two of five. But he, my goodness, put the ball in his hands on a field goal shot. He has just been killing it. Yeah, he needs somebody to guard him from there. Yes, 63-54, one out of two. Oh, Simon with a rejection inside. What an offensive play as he just smacked that shot away by Christopher Royal. And Royal says, what are you going to do? I mean, the look on his face was just like utter disbelief. Quentin Ross picks up the foul. They're going to send Wyatt Day to the free throw line. But an exclamation point blocked shot right there by Caleb Simon. Day back to the line here. 63-54 with only 22 seconds left. And that one rolls off the iron. Day will get one more. Number 11 will check out the 6'3 senior Christopher Royal. J.B. Neal will congratulate him on a fine season, but a season that's going to come up short for Bloomfield in terms of advancing in the regional. Second one is up, and wow, he missed them both, but it's not going to matter. 63-54. 15 to play. Three on the way by the big fella. Missed it. Ball underneath. Good tap back there by Beard to keep the possession alive. Ten seconds left. Dean trying to draw contact. Deep three up by Beard. Missed it. Offensive rebound by Combs. Pass off. Three, two, one. It's over. Jackson Dell is headed to the Elite Eight. Final score in Martinsville. Jackson Dell 63, Bloomfield 54. Number 10 beats number 8. The Eagles improved to 21 and 5 and advanced to take on Indianapolis Lutheran in tonight's championship at 8 o'clock. Bloomfield exits a fine season with a record of 20 and 7. In this game, Dickman will be shooting free throws on the season, 71% on 41 tries. That one is good. A 6'5 senior, Matt Dickman, dropping one in. Just standing up there, cool, calm, and collected, Bryce. It's not like it's the regional championship or anything. No. Does this game have some significance, Rob? I wasn't for sure. A little bit. Dickman hits them both. Didn't touch rim on either one. Nothing but twine. 68-54, back to a 14-point lead. Under two to go. The ball off 
the foot of Devin Greasep. It'll stay with the Saints. Bryce Greasep has done a really nice job on the top of that 1-2-2 zone. He is so long, long arms, long legs. has made it difficult out there all night. Long three. No kidding. Lee missing it wide to the right. The collection underneath by Sweeney. Sweeney trying to spin against the double team. Gets through the double team into the front court. Sinks chasing, trying to foul. They get it to Day, and Day drawing contact against uh, Clay. Good show sportsmanship there as Clay went hard to the ground. Day offered him a hand up, and with 143 left, Wyatt Day will go to the line yet again, Rob. And the Osgood faithful are feeling it as they have packed this place tonight, Bryce, on both sides, and Day going to the line to shoot two. 143 away from a regional championship. Day connecting. His numbers continue to climb here in this fourth quarter. 10 of 11 for Jackson Dell in the fourth quarter. Now 11 of 12. Six in a row for Day in the fourth. 70-54. Shot up, missed. Inside grab by the Saints. They keep the possession alive down to 130, and then there's a foul up top by Greeson. Yeah, at the test, Clay, when he got the pass back out, faked the shot, and the Jacksonville defender bit and went up in the air, and then Tess leaned in to draw the foul. Clay, leading score for the Saints tonight with 17, trying to add to that total. Greesa picks up the foul, Bryce. Right-handed shot on the one-and-one, will not get the backside. Dickman with a nice rebound in traffic, gets the ball out to Sweeney. Points left by Lutheran. Day with it across the timeline, splitting defenders to the free-throw line and backing out of trouble. He'll throw it over to Sweeney. Jacksonville fans on their feet, easily outnumbering the Saints fans 10 to 1. One twelve left. Day on the catch. Day dribbling through defenders. Yeah, and the Saints really even not attempting to foul now, Bryce. Day is running out the clock. 16 seconds left. They are trying to get a steal, and they get one. The pickup there by Cutshaw throws it up the floor, and a good save there on the end line by Lee. Three from the corner left short. Jackson down with the rebound. Sweeney grabs it. Reach in foul by the Saints. Sweeney will shoot two. Yep, and I think you'll see Clint Bowman go to his bench here any moment now as the Jacksonville Eagles are about to be regional champions. Clint's still coaching them up like it's a tie game, though, Bryser. <laughs> Telling them to use their heads. He's not taking anything for granted. That's when your assistants need to say, hey, coach, we got you here. You got this one. Sweeney missing the first of two free throws here. Seven points on the game for the 6'1 senior guard. 48 and change left on the clock, and that one is good. One out of two. 71-54. Smith with it to the elbow. Right side, three on the way by Clay. Missed it. And it is Dickman with the rebound inside for the Eagles. Bounces it out to Greece at 36 seconds left. Luther not fouling. Was still going for the steal, and now they will treat. They will retreat. It is over. Raising his fist in the air is Clint Bowman, second-year coach of Jacksonville. Eagle fans standing on their feet, and there's a takeaway. Yeah, that, that didn't need to happen. And, and a missed dunk at the other end. What did need to happen. And it, Jacksonville faithful, let them know what they think of that. That game was over, and for some reason, Mitch Lee went for a steal, then missed a dunk, and now Jacksonville dribbled out, Bryce. Three seconds left. Can you say Final Four? Yes, you can. 71-54, the final. Jackson Dell is back in the final four for the first time since 2009. 71-54, the final score. Number 10 beats number 9. You're listening to Country 103.9 WRBI. 
That was a look back at the final few minutes of Jacksonville's two victories on Saturday, which gave the Eagle Boys their first regional championship since 2009. I'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fishogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRBI. And back one final time on Coach's Corner for this March the 14th. Thanks for listening in tonight. We enjoyed uh, our guest, P.J. Metz, the boys' basketball coach at North Decatur. Of course, uh, all the guys at uh, Jacksonville, Coach Clint Bowman, along with players Wyatt Day, Caleb Simon, and Justin Sweeney. And we could not do the things that we do without our great sponsors, which include Safe Passage, Bruns Gutswiller, Margaret Berry Health, Hurt and Elko, Great Plains Communications, Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, Gehrings, and our friends and hosts at IC family pizza. Uh, we will have more basketball for you thanks to our friends at Jacksonville, a winner in the regional, first regional championship since 2009. It'll be number 10 versus number 2 on Saturday from Seymour. A 4 o'clock tip-off as Jacksonville at 22-5 takes on 25-3 and North Davies, the Eagles versus the Cougars. Our pregame show time at this point scheduled for roughly 3.30. We will update that if needed as the week progresses. Big thanks to John Howe at the WRBA studio for engineering the uh, show again tonight. We thank you once again for listening. We look forward to uh, doing it again a week from tonight. For all of us at WRBI, thanks so much for listening. I'll be back in tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 noon to take you through your afternoon. Until then, have a great evening. Talk to you soon. So long for now. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.